This episode is brought to you by Zencaster. Zencaster is the number one tool for all podcasters. You can record high fidelity audio between remote locations and get studio quality sound. Go to Zencaster.com and use coupon code that entertains for 20% off for three months or 20% off an annual plan. Hey there, welcome to this week's edition of Everything is Awesome. I am your host, Kev, and this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things, and whoo boy, am I, uh, well I guess I'm back to being rested, but I'm still kind of mentally exhausted from the festival. Um, I did not get things with Everything is Awesome and the rest of the That's Entertainment Podcast Network caught up like I wanted to before the festival started, that's all right. Um, I started putting things, some motions in, uh, and by the end of February, I was going to just have everything post this week, um, but I decided against it. I decided to spread it out. I don't want to bombard everybody with podcasts, so um, until we're caught up, we're going to be releasing um, three uh, days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, on the Everything is Awesome feed, um, and then we're going to be releasing two days a week on other feeds like the Victims and Villains feed, the After Party of One podcast feed, um, and anything else that we need to catch up on we'll be releasing on a one to two day a week schedule until we're all caught up. That also includes our backlog for the Zomcast. I'm going to get back to doing that. We got our first season worth of podcasts from way back in the day, like 2010, I believe. Um, we got those episodes up and uh, and um, in the backlog. We're going to go back into our seasons two, three, four, and whatever else we have. Um, we probably have about 60 episodes in between what we posted and uh, in the past and the present um, to get us caught up, and then we'll go from there to see what we're going to do with the future of the Zomcast. But um, today, today, uh, uh, you know, through timey-wimey stuff, we're still, I believe, in, in December uh, with this interview. But uh, for the purposes of what we're going to talk about in this pre-intro, we're going to talk about what Kev knows. Uh, and I want to shout out our guest this week, uh, Chuck. I'm going to hope that I get uh, this last name pronounced correctly. Staten. Um, Chuck. What a great interview. What a great, you're going to listen to this great conversation. He has some great stories. Um, uh, we, we talk about his work in the new media world and, and um, what it's like to be uh, like hustling and doing this full time and whatnot now. Um, I do need to apologize to both you and Chuck, though. Uh, something happened with our Zencaster recording where the um, the his side of the conversation cut off 20 to 30 minutes, the last 20 to 30 minutes. So I believe when you hear the end of this, you're going to hear us trying to wrap up and, and it will honestly actually probably wrap up. Just know that there was another 20 to 30 minutes of the conversation that we unfortunately lost uh, due to the Zencaster recording. 
Um, I don't know what happened. Uh, we were unable to recover his last 30 minutes of his side of the conversation, but, um, what a great conversation, um, and, and whatnot. And, and we missed a lot of things that he was doing that he wanted to promote. We, we ended up missing the boat on, so I'll be sure, uh, to retweet anything that he has going on so that, uh, he, whenever he has stuff to promote, we're actually promoting it and we'll, we'll make sure to drop it in some show notes and pre intros and post intros and whatnot. Um, I don't want to keep you guys here any longer. Make sure you um, check out uh, Chuck on Twitter at Discount Chuck. And, of course, you can find him uh, and his podcast, ChuckandBradPodcast.com. His band is The Senior Discount. Uh, the ChuckandBradPodcast.com the website seems to be the central location for everything that Chuck does. Uh, we'll be back on the other end to, to chat a little bit more. Uh, but in the meantime, thank you for listening to Everything is Awesome uh, right here on AwesomePodcast.com. And, of course, we are part of the That's Entertainment Podcast Network on ThatEntertains.com. So, Chuck, first of all, thank you for being on the show and being flexible. Uh, I want to say this has got to be like close to four months of trying to book now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we talked. I mean, my band's album came out in on July 13th. So that's probably when we first talked. And it, oh, your, your album dropped July 13th. That's, yes. a, that's uh, what a crazy world we live in. That's my birthday. Really? Yeah. Well, that's fun, man. That's probably one of the reasons why, like, things were hectic around that time. Uh, Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Plus, like, with everything, you have to do stuff early. It's not like we were going to record on that day. And, like, before that, I want to say this year, the Philadelphia Podcast Festival was, let's see, podcast movement was in July. So I believe we had the, the Philadelphia Podcast Festival in June. So, like, right around when we started talking, I was in the middle of, like, interviewing as many Philadelphia podcasters as I could. So like, it was crazy hectic on my side. Yeah. And then like, uh, no, recent, the more recent stuff is just like me being like depressed and like ignoring all emails and then going back and seeing one or two, two missed emails from you and saying, Oh God, I'm such a shit. The end of the year is always, well, for the last two years has been a pretty tough time, uh, where, uh, two, uh, two years ago, uh, in, in October of 2016, my uncle was in the process of, uh, going through, uh, treatments for his cancer. Oh, yeah. and, and that's when things like turn for the worst. Uh, yeah. and, and, and like by mid month, end of the month, we kind of knew that, you know, it was only a matter of, of days to, to maybe a week or so. And then we ended up losing him on November 6th, 2016. Damn, uh, I'm sorry, man. So, well, I'm just going to make this, I swear to God that we usually talk about fun stuff on the show and we will get to that at yeah. some point. Um, and, and honestly, uh, this may, this part might get cut out of the show because it actually, it, with, because the time you want me stuff, I, I haven't announced it, um, on the show yet, but it, I, I'm not sure if it'll be announced before this episode goes up. But, uh, my, my, I told you in an email that we, I had a family emergency with my father and, uh, oh, oh, two year, like a week after the anniversary of my uncle's passing, he was diagnosed with cancer. Oh, um, and, and like, like a, a very aggressive form of it that, uh, 
you know, in, in a couple of days removed from it, like it seems like there's a lot that, that can be, you know, it's, it's never going away, but there's a lot that can be done to treat it, uh, and, and manage it and, and have a, you know, a long, happy life. But, right. uh, the, the initial day of hearing like, Hey, you have this very aggressive stage four cancer, uh, is like, I'm sure for him, like, you know, 10 times worse than, than what happened when I got the phone call. Uh, yeah. so, right. so like, before that, like, it's, it's just like, all right, October, I know is the month that I'm going to start getting into my depression because that's when things went south. And my uncle was more of like an older brother to me. Like he was yeah. only 16 years older than me. So, like he's the guy, he's the reason I got into Kevin Smith and, and I like star Wars mm-hmm. and stuff. And like, he, he's my entry yeah. with a lot of that stuff. And, um, yeah. and then his birthday is about a, a month and a half after the anniversary of his passing, it's uh, like December 20th, uh, which is then of course, you know, we have Thanksgiving, which was a big holiday that I like him and I like always really enjoyed. And, and we played games that whenever we were, you know, as we got older, we had, you know, our own kids and stuff and we weren't able to hang out and play games as much, but we would just hang out on Thanksgiving and, and, and yeah, play card right. games and stuff. Uh, and same thing with like his birthday and Christmas, that all like all happens all in the same, like, last two to three months of the year so like i know that's my least productive time and and whatnot so uh but so thank you uh the point is thank you for being like uh you know you being the persistent one and following up over and over again to to make this thing happen because uh i am a shit No oh, man, no. I feel, I feel now. I feel bad for even emailing you no, about no, it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm glad you did because, because <laughs> I'm so far behind. So, like another thing that happens usually in the month of October is I, I fall behind on on actually posting episodes. So, like, there's maybe four or five episodes that I actually have to edit and, and get out there to the world in in, in a timely fashion. Uh, and and right. I haven't recorded probably since mid October, uh, which which mm. for me is a you know to to go uh, without talking to someone that's not like immediate family and, and to be able to talk about just stupid crap for, for an hour or so at a time. Yeah. Uh, that's like, that's a long time. Yeah. So like, this is hopefully like the, the re uh, the, the fire that I need, the relighting of the fire that I need to kind of oh, good. Oh, I, I love this kind of responsibility. Yeah. 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 This, so, so you are responsible. <laughs> hopefully uh, you know, for everything is awesome coming back, rising from uh, the ashes of a Phoenix, you know? Well, I don't want to, I don't want to beat my own horn, but like, I'm I'm pretty good at having fun and interesting conversations with people. I think I think that that's one of the things I'm good at. So hope I think this is gonna go well. Yeah, well, and and I know like you, uh, Chris Revel from Let's Chat with Revel and Friends. I think is the, yes. uh, he passed along your info uh, to me because uh, mm-hmm. you are uh, looking to promote. I guess your your album uh, with your band, correct? Right. Yeah. That's when, when I originally talked to you, yes, I was. Okay. So, so now it's a different thing. So, so, uh, which is fine. I love to talk about all of it. Cause I think it's very yeah. weird. I think all the stuff I do is, is, you know what, however weird you're going to think it is when I tell you about it, it's weirder to me. So, so, well, well, yeah, because you do a lot and like, you're like, uh, I guess like, if I wasn't such a lazy uh, person, like doing like the things that like, I, well, not the music, I'm not a talented person when it comes to that. I can, I can talk a lot, but I'm tone deaf. I can't play anything. So, but like the, it sounds like you're, you know, working on films and yeah. you know, you're working with uh, some really interesting people in the podcasting landscape. Yeah. Uh, and, and you also, uh, I know this was true at, you know, six months ago, whenever we first started talking, do you, you host a podcast of your own, correct? 
Yeah, our, our 10 year anniversary is in January. Holy crap. Yeah. You know what? First of all, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and secondly, uh, I mean, I am, uh, I'm about 11 and a half years into the podcasting game myself. Hell this yeah. show, yeah. this show is only uh, about to approach its third year. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so is that the same show for 10 years straight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, we, uh, we started it in January of 2009. Um, and uh it all it all it's it's a really funny thing it all kind of ties in i don't know if you want to jump in yet but i'm happy to jump in if you are yeah let's yeah yeah yeah. let's 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 get right into it so so the the real quick background of the podcast is just that um you know i i I started a band in 2004 ish called uh, senior discount that's my band we're a punk band and um super super influenced by mainstream punk rock like blink 22 and green day awesome um and also no effects, rancid, um, and also for people who are actual punk rock fans and are calling me a sellout because I said Blink to and Green Day. I also love like Against Me and Leftover Crack and the Suicide Machines, and you know I have a huge history with punk rock and it's what I love and it's kind of what I've always gravitated towards. Um, and so we started this band, Senior Discount, in two thousand four, and you know it's weird because I, as a as a person who's you know chasing the creative arts you kind of have to make decisions sometimes that are like, Oh, am I going to go into this all the way? Am I going to like make a backup plan? What am I going to do? Whatever it is. Um, and I always wanted to kind of be safe. So, and, and the rest of my bandmates want to do the same thing. So we all went to college. Um, and even though we had this, this, uh, this band, um, we were like, well, we got to go to college. So we were kind of grounded, uh, as a band and we had to kind of stay around new England. You know, I'm based, okay. our band is based in Providence, Rhode Island. Um, and, uh, that meant that, um, you know, we're going to be playing around Providence, Boston, Connecticut, mm-hmm. whatever, places around that area. And, um, you know, you can't play all the time. Like, there, there are bands that are from a specific area, and they just play the same fucking area all the time. And they just continually, uh, you can catch them anytime. And what happens is, I think, it becomes, like, not mm-hmm. important to see them for anybody. And... I wanted to, you know, we wanted to avoid that. So we didn't want to be playing every couple of weeks in the same area or whatever. And one of the things we kind of faced was like, well, how are we going to keep people interested if we're not touring really, you know, we're staying in new England and different areas around there. Um, and we came up at first, we came up with the solution of doing these videos. And this is kind of, you know, this is the genesis of my film stuff too. Um, I was going to school for film just cause I liked film. I was always a big okay. fan of Kevin Smith. Like you said, um, and uh, at first, I was like, let's make these short videos just for fun for the band um, to promote our shows, to promote our albums or whatever. And now that sounds very normal for a band to just do like some, some funny videos here and there. But this was in oh 2004, my... so YouTube wasn't was, even a big was thing. Was YouTube even a thing? I, I yeah, feel like right. YouTube's Weird, right? was in 06. I think YouTube, yeah, well, YouTube was probably like established as a company. But you know, it was probably one one millionth as big in two thousand four. And you know, it might have been two thousand six. Maybe when Google acquired it, because I don't, I don't think YouTube is an an original Google thing. Much like all of Google's things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. We were, you know, we were making these videos and hosting them on our own uh, server and crashing our server when too many people watched them and stuff like that. And what happened was over the years. We started with these very small videos um, that were like kind of short sketch things, like five minutes here and there. Um, and they grew 
we started doing prank videos and I'm, I'm prank videos that I'm very proud of. Um, and uh, they actually took a lot more mm. production, you know, over the course of a few years. And, and we started doing videos with storylines. Some of our videos were like sitcom episodes and they were 25 minutes long with multiple storylines, a lot of diversity and location stuff. And they got harder to do. So we would do them, which was fine. You know, that's, that's kind of the, yes. the progression of art. That's exactly what it is, is that you do stuff more and more and more. It gets better and it takes more time and it takes more effort and it takes more energy to do better projects. They're fine. Um, but what happened was uh, we, after a while, I wanted to like, you know, kind of do stuff that was easy and consistent. And I was building my, you know, Senior Discount's new website at the time. And it was, you know, around like late 2008, let's say. And me and my buddy Brad, uh, who he's a, he's an improv guy. He trained in Chicago. And uh, we do a podcast. The podcast we mm -hmm. do is called the Chuck and Brad Podcast. He was part of the videos that we did with Senior Discount. And um, I said, man, I'm building this new website. If we start a podcast and we, you know, record the podcast once a week and put it up, that's a reason for people to come back to our website and see what we're doing or if they're just listening to the podcast through some aggregator, like, you know, iTunes or whatever, then we can plug our shows at the beginning of the podcast every week and people will be able to yeah, hear about what we're doing, you know? Um, and so the band was the genesis of the podcast. We started it and said, hey, like, you know, we're, we're, we're smart guys. We both care about pop culture. We care about movies and music and games and books and stuff. And we have our own projects. I'm, I'm in the band. He's in an improv group. We do filmmaking together and we know tons of comedians and musicians, and artists. And so that was the genesis of the podcast was just to have a place for uh, fans of the band and fans of the improv group of his improv group to come and listen to like what we're doing and see what's going on. And so we started in 2009 just for that reason, just for the band's new website. And and since then, everything is kind of spider webbed out. It's on uh crazy directions but that is where the uh the podcast started. and have you done um as far as like hosting any other podcast or has it been solely uh what's the uh, name of your podcast again the name of my podcast is the chuck and brad podcast and i know that sounds lazy <laughs> um but it was originally called agreeing to disagree the chuck and brad podcast because our because our gimmick is kind of that we're very different yes. and then no one ever said that part. And they would say the Chuck and Brad podcast, the Chuck and Brad podcast, Chuck and Brad, Chuck and Brad. And even like, you know, we had people on the podcast, and they'd never get the name right. They'd say the agree to disagree podcast, whatever. And we finally we were like, let's just drop agreeing to disagree. We're Chuck and Brad doing, you know, uh, the Chuck and Brad podcast. Let's just be happy with that. That's fine. Um, so well, yeah. I, and I, I, that so, actually, I think, like, shows I, I, almost how early on you know, it proves like the legitimate legitimacy of how old your podcast is because uh, like, I don't, that's something that I don't think you can get away with in 2018 uh, going into 2019 is just simply naming it. Like, you know, unless you're a, you know, a celebrity of some sort or, or, you know, it's, it's hard to just <laughs> yeah. get away with naming it after yourself. Uh, you, might, you might be, you might be right when it comes to podcasts. It's funny. Cause I actually feel somewhat differently in terms of, uh, other types of media like i actually am frustrated with the fact that it seems like um no movies have interesting names anymore mm. it's all about marketing so movies will be like they have to have a, a name 
where if you see it on a, on a, on a, on a screen and the screen is black and the movie title is just in white and you don't know what it is, that you remember what the movie's about. And I think that movies actually fail sometimes when they have names that are uh, not indi- indicative mm. enough. So like you'd see like a movie like, uh, like Knocked Up. Okay. Like you, you would be like, okay, I know what that is. I remember the trailer for that. But think about like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's something a little bit more um, ambiguous about yeah. that. These, these titles, these, these movie titles. And it's changed. So I think that everything now is actually simplified you get exactly what you're getting so to me like the chicken brad podcast annoyingly fits into that trend that i don't really like but i think i think for us it just made sense because what happened was you know i was in the band and, and brad was in the improv group and we already did the videos together then we did the podcast together and then we like continued to do we, we do like hosting things like we know we were just at ri comic-con and we moderated panels for different celebrities and stuff like that um you know, we would do like judging things at like food uh, events and stuff like that. And so it became Chuck and Brad. That's that's who we were as, yeah. as people. And that's who people knew us as. So it just made sense to just be like Chuck and Brad podcast. Well, let's drop this agreeing to disagree yeah. stuff, you know. But yeah, I, and like I said, I, I, like, I don't I, I feel like that. It, and I guess specifically in the world of, of podcasting, uh, that something that's that simple, uh, yeah. I don't, I just, I don't think it works in 2018. I think you can still have a simple, um, uh, a podcast title and, and that, that makes sense and, uh, isn't too flashy and isn't, um, just like, so crazy out of the world it doesn't even describe the podcast but i don't th- i think it has to have a name like i it can't like it's it's, it's not like <laughs> this can be even though everything is awesome is basically just the kevin gallagher show i don't know that i can get away with saying let's call this the kevin gallagher show uh in 2018 because it, it's uh I, unless again because i don't have the name recognition you know um whereas something like everything is awesome uh, is it, it tells you what my show is about. Uh, right. I, it's, I just talked to it. Well, I guess it doesn't, but uh, it, I was going to say, I, I mean, I, you know, from, from the name, what I would imagine your show is about is that you like a lot of pop culture things and you're happy to push them and you're yeah. all different types of new, new media in some way. And that yeah. could be artists. It could be mm-hmm. independent artists or whatever. Yeah. You know? and, and that's, um, that's what I like the way I, I, this show came about was like, Oh, you know, I, I, uh, am tired of, uh, trying to find someone to host a podcast with because, Oh yeah. Uh, it's just, it's hard. And, and I mean, you, you've been doing it for 10 years with the same co host So the fact yeah. that you guys can do that and I, I'm, I'm sure in 10 years, your schedules have not always been in sync and, and you fluctuated maybe the consistency of what your schedule is or, or maybe not, maybe you guys are just way on the, like way good at your jobs. Um, it's, 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 it's been, uh, it's been sort of difficult. It's weird because like, I, uh, I don't know. I haven't gone into it that much with you yet, but basically like the amount of creative stuff that I do is really strange. Yeah. So we have a little bit of a, of, um, step up on that kind of stuff because I've been like so dedicated to like living a creative life where like, that's mm-hmm. what I spend my time doing. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's also hard because like, you know, if, if you, if you put me and Brad and you tried to see if we were on some sort of, I don't know, like, <laughs> like it's some sort of spectrum. Um, we're both like pretty insanely uh, overly 
organized over <sighs> planners and stuff like that. So the fact that we got together, we're kind of lucky that we found each other because we're actually like, like if I read you my schedule from now until our, our live Christmas comedy show, you'd probably be like astounded and disgusted at how filled up <laughs> every single day is where it's like, it's like 1.30 PM. I go to his job for three hours. Like 5 PM, we go to get a photo shoot for this thing. Like 8 PM, we podcasted this. Like this day, we, I have band practice. This day, I have to work on film stuff. This day, this. And like, I have to do that. And I've gotten used to it, honestly, from the band. Because, you know, I was in the band for mm-hmm. five years before we did the podcast. So it kind of taught me that I had to be like that. But I, I totally know what you're saying. Yeah. Whereas like even 11 and a half years into it uh, is, is when you, podcasting teaches, you know, in fact, it teaches you to almost hate the medium. I think uh, like, <laughs> That's like, funny. I hear you because, because there is so much work involved. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Especially when like you don't have say, uh, like a network behind you supporting you yeah. or uh, or just like a team of producers when it's when it's yeah. you and maybe at most one other person um you know which has been like in my history with podcasting it's been usually me yeah and if i'm lucky one other person that's that's right. helping me out but for the last three years uh and change it's been me uh yeah. and and it's so, so i think like the podcasting and this is what i whenever i talk to people about podcasting they're like you know i want to get into podcasting what do you think i'm like oh do it like i'm i'm very kevin smith in that in that mindset of like i think everyone yeah. should grab a microphone and and just do it and that's like the first hurdle you get over is just pick up a microphone and do it and then you'll get yep. and you'll you'll figure it out from there like you'll but then uh what what i also say is like listen there's also a really dark uh side to this uh see the underbelly of podcasting <laughs> is that like uh, you're going to hate all the work that you do and all the money you put into it because like the the return is not um anything financial it's all just pure creative like fulfillment yeah you want to hear something, you want to hear something funny uh, you know i don't know if i'm supposed to pull pull back the curtain this much but whatever you know um so you know I, i've we've had the band for a long time and uh We've had the podcast for a while, so we got lucky in that the recording equipment that we had mm. up front was pretty good. Yes. So we had these condenser mics. Like basically the way that I record, we record the podcast now, is with MXL 990s, um, mm. and they're awesome. We have desktop stands, um, and we have a Zoom H6, and that's that's great for recording up to six people at once. And, and this is going to sound not true, but I promise you it's true, it seems almost impossible to like call someone up and record through a zoom h6 and have that person be recorded into the zoom at the same time as you and have them hear your voice from your microphone that you're recording into your into your zoom recorder at the same time but i've actually figured it out absolutely perfectly and i can do phone calls and whatever with my condenser mic and they sound amazing and that amount of equipment has been like fairly um yeah cheap and also we've kind of consistently sought out sponsors and people have paid to be at our show so we kind of got lucky in terms of we haven't been making money podcasting but we really haven't had to spend much money that we didn't have that never really became a thing for us it's, it's hard it's it's a hard thing to do i'm sure i'm sure that's it's difficult I, you know what i mean like i like honestly to be completely honest i'll put it this way i put brad my my podcast partner in charge of the sponsorships for like yeah. the, right now and 
we just don't have any sponsorships because I think he tried a little bit. He probably didn't realize how much work it actually was to get people and to like really yeah, get on top yeah. of it and do it. And so I'm going to have to take the reins on that again because he was not able to do it for whatever reason. Um, but I think that the amount of tenacity you have to have for that stuff is probably outside of most people's comfort zones. You yeah, know what I mean? I yeah, yeah, and there and there's the whole like you know if you if you want to like grow your listenership so that you can get mm-hmm. the sponsors, there's a whole that's a whole other skill set that you uh, know yeah. I, I don't like. I'm not a great marketer. Like I am, I should be using my show's Twitter and social media more like more than I do. But I just use my. I am like I brand. I, I kind of am more like, you know, what it sounds like you guys are like you're Chuck and, and, and Brad and I, and like Kevin Smith is Kevin Smith and he does all these other side projects. That's kind of how uh, yeah. the wrong way to do it. I think for me, at least uh, yeah. I, I think it's right for obviously Kevin Smith and, and it's right, you know, for you guys, especially since you've branded your show that way, but uh, it's wrong for me. I know this, but ultimately it's easier for me because I, I do do other projects for me to, do everything from one social media account. Um, but I know that's wrong and I know that there's better ways to do it, but I, I just am not a great marketer and that's, and that's always been my weak point. And, and that's something I know going into this and, and whatnot. When you, so, when you say one social media account, do you mean like one Twitter and one Facebook and one Instagram yes, or do you mean like yes, one yes. thing? No, 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 no. One of each. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I have multiples of each for all the different shows that I've ever done or currently do, or I'm somehow part of, but, but it should start to stay on top of saying, Hey, everybody like this. Hey, everybody like this. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Save for the automated stuff that, that gets pushed out there from, from website posts and stuff. Uh, the show, usually the show Twitters don't get used. Whereas my personal Twitter that yeah. gets used to be like, Hey, we're throwing this festival or Hey, we're part of this festival or Hey, we're going to this yeah. comic con. Um, and, and that's where I do all of that, which is, uh, but that, and that's also where I have my biggest follow, following because that's where I put all my work into. Sure. Uh, but I think that there's probably more success found for, if I was going to tell someone to start a podcast, uh, or if someone was asking me for advice for starting a podcast, I was like, you know, start a Twitter for your show and concentrate on that because that's going to, you, you want your brands to match up. Uh, it might, at least that's what I think I've learned from like the, the few marketing people I've talked to, but yeah. uh, you know, it's it, 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 that there's just so much work that goes into it. And for me, it's this, I'm kind of in the same boat where like the biggest cost I have after 10 uh, plus years of doing this, 11 plus years of doing this yeah. is, is hosting now because I've, you know, yeah. I've bought all my equipment in space in little pieces here and there. And uh, I can't wait to talk to you when we're done recording about how you get a uh, easy setup with that phone call through the zoom. Dude. dude, Yeah. It was, it was, uh, (laughs) without, without like going into it, just cause, just cause for boring reasons, basically, you know, every guide you look at online will tell you that you have to do it with basically two audio sources, one from you, you know, one from your mouth going to them and one from your mouth going into the recorder. Um, but what you have to do is, you have to mute your track going back into the recorder, and then uh, you know I'll explain it afterwards. Like, it's too, it's too yeah. technical to be fun on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, you know, we because I, I, and I've done one, and I didn't use the two mic setup. I did. I forget what crazy thing I you did. You probably I talked think it, into your laptop so that it could hear you, and used a condensed, and then used a good mic at the same time. That or or I went through my computer 
and my mixer and my zoom. Like it, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I, I had some sort of crazy setup because it was like a last minute thing. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, I have to do it this way now. Yeah, uh, and, and to be honest, hellish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and, uh, and that was my problem. Like what we're doing right now, 10 years, 11 years ago, my very first podcast yeah. that I did, I was, I was just the host for, um, and the guy who was the producer and was, and was recording it and mixing it. Uh, he, he did all the technical stuff and I can only imagine the very first episode we recorded, I was in Maine for work. My co-host was in uh, Levittown, Pennsylvania, where he lived. And my producer Damn. was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Damn. So, uh, and I want to say 11 years ago, if Skype was the thing again, it wasn't huge yeah it wasn't big yeah 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 uh, definitely so wasn't I believe, as easy to use back then no and i want to say we used it wasn't google hangouts because that wasn't a thing but i think gchat was i think gchat cool. had just started a voice thing yeah yeah so we were and you know what? We may have even used AIM at some point. I think AIM had a voice feature, but whatever. It was some sort of voice chatting thing that we used. Uh, and my my poor producer had a like a computer for me to to get plugged into the mixer, uh, a computer for um, his my co-host to to be plugged into the mixer, a computer to accept the recordings, uh, a computer to play breaks because we oh took breaks God. like like big old dummies yeah. uh a computer to bring in a voip phone from vonage so that we could have call-in guests oh my god uh, and that's just off the top of my head he had five computers going and literally up until very recently uh when i had to force myself out of like my shed is is my studio for the most part but damn where do you live uh, i live in um i live in the suburbs of uh philadelphia bucks county pennsylvania so it gets cold yes it gets super cold <laughs> but but and because of that, I'm in the process of uh, remodeling my shed so that oh, it's nice. a little bit warmer cool. uh, and, and more studio friendly. Yeah. So I'm in my Florida room right now. And because I've moved into an area that's like, now this is also kind of like a, a storage space for the, at the moment, but for the, it, it was at one point when I was recording out here, um, like a use a used space by family uh so mm. you know i i can't leave it up because my kids are going to run around and knock everything down normally oh, man. so i had to reduce it from the mixer and the several different like i still literally two years ago two three years ago was using multiple computers to record a podcast wow. um and and then i i you know luckily found zencaster and and other services like it uh as backup yeah. to kind of reduce the amount of equipment and like right now i do have a mixer in front of me even though i'm using my blue my blue snowball uh microphone mm -hmm. um i don't know why it's here i, I guess i was it's probably from that last interview i did through, using my zoom and whatnot yeah but um traditionally I have gotten it down to just one computer and one microphone. Yeah. And then if I have an in-studio guest, it's, it's my mixer, um, which I think I'm going to be phasing out for in favor of the zoom. Yeah. Uh, but too. yeah, it, it is amazing. Like for me, when I think about, and I don't know how, I mean, it sounds like 10 years ago, you guys had a, a fairly similar, what was your setup 10 years ago uh, to record? When I set up 10 years ago, uh, see, it's, this is really interesting. A lot of this stuff was helped out by the fact that I was in a band. So we already had um, an interface that with with our condenser mics to record songs. So we had uh, you know a, a recording. I'm trying to think. Yeah, we had a recording interface, and I would have to live mix it. So I'd wear headphones, mm -hmm. and I would have like a little like a little mixing board, and I'd live mix us as we go, and it would go out into a microphone port, into a laptop, and record onto Adobe Audition, and we would. Um, 
you know, boost the level at the end, but we really only had one input. Yeah. So it was, uh, I'd have to, I, the, the live mix would have to be really, yeah, good, yeah, yeah. Um, which is fine. I got used to that. That's yeah, no, oh, and that's, um, uh, that's something that, uh, it, you know, traditionally, like if I'm, if I'm doing an in-studio guest, I still have to do, well, not anymore. Cause I have the, I have the zoom, yeah. but uh, to, yeah. you know, I mean, that's only a, a little bit, you still a little bit do it. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. Cause I, I do have to, especially, so I did, um, uh, I did press for Keystone comic-con, uh, out here in Philly, um, yeah. earlier this year. And I had to, uh, one of the interviews I did was with Sandy King Carpenter, uh, John Carpenter's cool. wife. Nice. And, uh, I didn't say anything because like, I, you know, it was John Carpenter's wife and it's like the queen of horror. So, so as she's holding the microphone about a foot and a half away from her mouth. I, oh, I'm, like, I I'm like, this is going to be a fun edit. And, and it, it you know, yeah. it wasn't bad. Like I was, I was able to adjust, you know, on the fly to make sure you could hear it, it like, just enough so that I could boost it in post. And uh, it yeah. didn't, you know, the, the background we, you know, we were lucky enough to be upstairs, uh, you know, where there, where there's no traffic. So, so yeah. it was fine. It, it actually turned out really good, but I was worried the entire time. Like, Oh my God, I can't say anything to, to her because like, it's, 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 it's a big profile guest for me and like it's gonna sound like shit now but it did not it, it was it was such a fun interview and, and it turned out great um so yeah there is a degree to live mixing with that zoom still but certainly not as much uh oh, yeah. as as there was you know for me as little as three years ago because that that zoom for me is like a very recent addition within the last like six months uh, yeah, for, actually, for me too. Honestly, I, I heard so many good things about it, yeah. um, and I almost didn't really believe that it could do as much as it does. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It, it seemed a little bit too strange that it could do all that stuff, like the idea that it can. You know, I have the Zoom H6 with the two additional, uh, you know, XLR ports. So you know, I have six inputs. I can mix them all at the same time, and it it puts them all out to a uh, to you know a multi track basically. Yeah. That's it's all set. And the amount of stuff that it does is just outrageous. Um, and I just almost didn't understand it. I think I really like legitimately didn't think it was possible that it would take care of so many things. So I held off for a long time. And then I reached out to Zoom and I told them about the podcast and the film stuff and all the people we've had on. And they gave me, they were like, how about this? Like, we'll give you a Zoom for like, whatever it was, like 45% off. Oh, nice. Yeah. And I realized I'm like, okay, well, our current board costs more than that. So worst case scenario is we buy the Zoom. If we don't like it, we sell it for more than I bought it for, or we like it and we sell the board that we have. Yeah. And so um, we're going to sell the board. I mean, so so long ago we were using like a board with like microphone into our laptops. Yeah. And since then we've upgraded to a Scarlett i8 mixer, which is, you know, they all it's through a USB and it all goes to separate channels yeah. on Adobe Edition. But that means that I, every time I did an interview, we were using a laptop mm -hmm. with, you know, Adobe Creative Suite on it. As plus the mixer and then all the XLR yeah. uh, microphones. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the Zoom is uh, a million times better. I mean, we just went up to a lake in New Hampshire with the lead singer of Big D and the Kids Table because I was playing a show with with, their, with with Big D, and we sat down with the lead singer for two hours and sat by his, you know, on his lake house. He's had like an awesome podcast with that thing. And uh, that kind of portability, I don't think it'd be possible without that. No, yeah, and, and that's what I love. Like I, I, I'll sit at uh, outside um, when, I'm, like, if I'll edit or or if I need to, like, uh, I like to edit outside at my fire pit. Um, if if uh, you know if I'm editing at night. 
Uh, and then uh, every now and then I'll have to do some pickups or I'll have to, you know, if I'm, uh, if I'm editing a, another podcast that I just produce, I'll, I'll have to record a commercial or something. And even though I should probably be inside uh, and not outside where there's a crackling fire, I'll tell you what, that zoom does not pick up the crackling fire. Uh, it doesn't really pick up much of the outside noise unless there's actual noise. It is absolutely nuts. Yeah. I I love that thing. Like it is my, and and even though I'm not using it right now because it's just not conducive for, for this interview. Uh, it is, I'm getting ready to go to PAX Unplugged here in Philly, uh, uh, this weekend, uh, where I'm doing press and, uh, recording some, some actual play podcasts and, um, and, and doing some interviews and stuff. So I'm uh, getting ready to like pack my bag with that. And like, uh, I don't have the adapter to, to have the additional two microphones. Uh, so so I'll only be bringing four with me, but, um, yeah, I can't wait to get that because that will not that I often need more than four people anyway. Yeah, uh, same thing. But but I can't wait to get that adapter just to have that option. And I will certainly, as soon as I get that adapter, have a six person podcast because why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just <laughs> we, we just did a I just recorded a podcast with Tell Him Steve Dave um, up at Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash, and we needed all six of the uh, the inputs. So it's even if that happens, you know. less than five percent of the time it's it's really a help to have the option so so you you open it up uh you know how explain this gig uh if you can because uh i'll tell them steve dave is Mm -hmm. one maybe the only now i listen to a lot of the podcasts on the smodcast network but uh, tell them steve dave is the only one that i have consistently listened to from episode one and maybe have only fallen behind by like a handful of episodes uh and 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 went back to binge to to catch up yeah whereas like i'll drop out in and out of hollywood babylon uh, because because you know it's 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 hollywood news like sometimes i'm into it sometimes i'm not yeah um so tell him steve dave and i think honestly like Aside from from Smodcast or, or maybe even um, uh, Fat Man Beyond, like I think Tell Him Steve Dave is one. It's just it's I, and maybe it's because those guys are like they're just us, the regular dudes. Yeah. Uh, even though you know, even though you know Kev and and everyone else is can be can seem like regular dudes too. At the end of the day, like he's off in Hollywood making movies. These guys are are at least Walt is working a comic book store. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like. Yeah. Um, and that's it. I don't, I don't mean to make that like sound like degrading at all. I, I think it, obviously it's not like he, he's made a career of it. He was on a TV show because yeah. of it and whatnot. But uh, yeah, tell him Steve Davis is probably, you know, maybe by default, my second favorite podcast next to yeah. Smodcast, uh, yeah. the flagship show. Um, but it is sometimes I debate that, debate that being my favorite show as well. Uh, so I, when I found out, and I don't know if it was Chris that told me from, mm-hmm. from Let's Chat or if, if it was just from emails, like you and I going back and forth, setting this uh, interview up. Uh, but when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, I can't comment on this because I need to hear yeah. it fresh on the show. Tell me about uh, how you got connected with Tell Them Steve, Dave, and and like how, what you do for them. So, um, you know, for those of you who don't know, like anyone listening, that Tell Them Steve, Dave is made up of uh, Walt and Brian from – AMC's the TV show Comic Book Men and Brian Quinn from uh, True TV show Impractical Jokers, but it started before any of those shows existed. You know, so yes, um, anyone who like listened back then, you know, what you kind of knew those guys from, where you knew Walton Brian as having like little walk-on roles with like one line in the the Kevin Smith movies, the early Kevin Smith movies, like you know, Walt was in Clerks and. 
Brian and Walt were in, you know, uh, mall rats and dogma and stuff yeah. like that. And, uh, their podcast, it's, it's just, it's just funny. Cause I love their podcast too. And I, and I know that like I work for them. So it's like, uh, you, you, you kind of think <laughs> I have to say that, but like, I really love tell them Steve, Dave, they were my favorite podcast way before I ever knew them. Um, and I don't, it's weird to explain them what draws people to it. I think that they're all so different and it's like Walt and Brian are just (laughs) eternally uh, connected because of their relationship and how long it's been, but they are such different people. It's crazy. And I think that Quinn, um, he just brings like a different level of uh, normal person to the, to the group to really kind of question Brian, question Walt, that kind of stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's like, it's a very bizarre podcast. I think the best podcasts, um, are podcasts that where the draw is the personalities of the people saying stuff as, as opposed to like, like I hear, you know, and this is no offense to anyone. Everyone, anyone can do their own thing. Everyone does great stuff. The gimmick of our podcast is someone comes on every week and they talk about a Thursday like a Tuesday like this, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't like podcasts that have too stringent of a gimmick like that. I want podcasts where I want to listen to the people that are hosting the show talk because it's perfectly personalities. They say funny things. They, and I like hearing about them and, and, and their lives from their perspective. And that's what Tell Them Steve Dave is. Like, the purest... If, if there's a moonshine of podcasting, Tell Them Steve Dave is the moonshine of just personality <laughs> drives everything. Even, yeah. even when we do big projects and do different stuff... When we put together, you know, the recent Halloween episode with all the games and the and the Baron transformations, I, I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen any of the video work we've done? Really, or not really? I, I haven't seen the video work that you've oh, recently really? done. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I'll get into it. So you know, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll learn you. But uh, um, so I loved Helm Steve Day for a long time, and what happened was, you know, uh, so weird. So we, so I'm in the band. Uh, we did a lot of filming with the band, like I said, because I went to film school started doing the podcast, continued filming comedy stuff. Um, never got paid for, you know, by the way, I just, just so you know, there's something in my house talking right now. Like, you know how like in 2018 you have like devices that say stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. A, like a Google home or an Amazon thing. Like, I don't think I have one of those things, but something in my house is just talking to me right now. <laughs> I can hear a, a woman's voice and she's saying like, the more often you talk to me, the more I'll learn you're something. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I'll deal with the paranormal activity after the at the interview. It's That's not, it's amazing. Not, I don't know. I don't know. You're like, getting haunted by technology. <laughs> yeah, I really am. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so we were filming a lot of stuff. We always filmed our shows and we always filmed these scripted videos. And after we did the podcast for a while, um, we were filming our live episodes. And so we would do a live episode in front of an audience in Providence, in front of like, let's say, we you know, 85 people. Okay. And I would get three camera guys, you know, cause I'm on stage um, and I'd set them up and, and we'd film it and then put it together and do something with it. We, we released uh senior disco, the band released an album and it was a two disc album. The first disc was an album of music. And the second disc was actually a live DVD of our first live podcast shot from three different angles. That's awesome. Yeah, it was great. So um, we, so I saw Tell Him Steve Dave, you know, they were a podcast I like to listen to them all the time. And I saw that they were doing a show in like Brooklyn, I think it was, um, in 2016. And uh, 
I wrote to Walt, who you know he says his email on the on the podcast once in a while for like he's like oh we need help with this if you want to email us blah blah. blah. I wrote to yeah, Walt, yeah. who I had never talked to. I, I don't I'm not, I have no connection to Kevin Smith. I have no connection to these guys. Um, and I said, uh, hey man, like you know I do a lot of film work. I see that you guys are doing a live episode, and if you're a fan of Tell Him Steve Dave, you know that Walt despises live stuff. He just yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, like yeah. to do it. He doesn't he, does, he just doesn't like to. That's it. And uh, so they do them so rarely. And I said, you guys do such rare live episodes, like to the point where people like fly in from England to see them. Yeah. Um, I said, you do them so rarely that you should really film it. Like I'll come film it. Like, let me, you know, here's an example of stuff I filmed. Let me come do it. And he wrote back and he said, uh, and this is what I'm sure his canned response to people was or is. He was like, oh, that's very kind of you to offer. Thanks. So that was him saying, you know, uh, that's okay. And I and that, I totally understand that because he's a guy who's doing his show. He has a lot of people who are probably into the show and reaching out and saying, I'd love to be part of the show in this way, in this way, in this way. He doesn't know, A, who he can really trust to come through with what they're saying, what the quality is going to be like. There's a million reasons for him not to be saddled with a new thing to worry about where there's a film guy. Yeah, coming yeah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. So I got it. I understood. I went to the show. I went to Brooklyn. You know, uh, Rhode Island is about, like, where I live is about three and a half hours outside of, like, Manhattan. Um, okay. And uh, so I went to the show with my girlfriend, and the show was really funny. And I, for some reason, I expected them to have, like, their own film crew. No one was filming it. I thought that was really weird. And uh, so after I came back, they announced another live show in, like, you know, it wasn't Brooklyn. It was, like, the Bronx or something. And... I reached out again and I said, hey, man, like, I know you you weren't interested before, but you guys are doing another show. I noticed you didn't film at all. I figured you'd be filming at least a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm happy to come and film this next show. And I think I didn't get an answer from Walt, but I'm like, I'm pretty tenacious, which has been kind of my calling card um, in terms of moving forward with the band, moving forward with the podcast, whatever, where I, I just I'm not scared to reach out and I'm not scared to follow up yeah. and, and stay on top of things. And I think it's important. I'd rather be the person that follows up too much or reaches out too much than the person that missed out on any opportunities because I didn't do that. So I decided to look up other emails and try to email people. I emailed Brian. Uh, I emailed, you know, whatever whatever emails I could find. I can't, I don't know, I don't remember at this point who it was, but um, one of the emails I, I sent was to the Impractical Jokers manager saying the same thing. And uh, basically he took like a long time, but he finally wrote back and he was like, He's like, hey, yeah, we're thinking about uh, we're hiring you. How much? How about this much money? And it was like a very, very small amount of amount of money for the amount of filming that I was going to do, especially because I was going to film it with yeah, yeah. cameramen and blah blah. And basically, we didn't get confirmation that we were going to go film it until like a day beforehand or something. And uh, <laughs> I actually was living temporarily in a in an apartment because my house had a house fire and it lost like you know all my possessions uh-huh. and. Uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. fine. It, it actually worked out better than if I didn't have the house fire, but that's fine. Well, now I... <laughs> you know, well, I bought an old house for, like, nothing. That was, like, fine and fun. And now I own a new beautiful house. You know, so... so oh, okay. it, it, it's in the same place. And I, and I got to design my own house. I got to design it. Yeah, it was cool. Oh, that's it was awesome. It was, All right, if yeah. you can deal so with the traumatic uh, experience of seeing your like home and all your belongings burn in front of you, 
um, and then deal with 14 months of moving and paperwork and insurance stuff. Um, If you can deal with that stuff, then I say go for it, man. Have the house fire. Get the new house. uh, (laughs) It worked out great. But um, no, so so I had to scramble. I I went to Best Buy and I bought $2,500 of film equipment. And I already had like probably $1,500 worth of film equipment. Um, I taught my girlfriend, Gina, and my buddy, Brad, who I do the podcast with, kind of some loose filmmaking stuff. And we drove to the Gramercy in New York City. That's where it was, the Gramercy Theater in New York City. And uh, we, we set up a three-camera shoot. Didn't talk to any of the Tell Em Steve Dave guys beforehand. I didn't see them at all. Um, and we shot this thing without ever communicating with them um, beforehand. <laughs> and we turned it, you know, I... I <laughs> It's a long story, but basically, um, we filmed the whole thing, and it was the highest profile gig I've ever done. I haven't really done like hours long multi cam shoots before. That's kind of a big responsibility. I was directing it as well as running a camera, yeah, yeah. as well as having to react to them on the fly because I had no idea what their plans were. Right? You know, I didn't talk to them. Yeah. So I went home. Um, if you know the show well, their audio guy is Declan, who is a great dude. He lives in Ireland, and. Um, I was told by the Practical Jokers manager, he's like, we're going to send the audio files to Declan and we'll get back to you about when we want to, you know, put this out. And I said, okay, that's fine. Um, and eight months went by when I just had this footage and waiting for the audio for it. So <clears throat> this is going to sound really strange and I'm sorry to go off in this direction. Uh, I was doing a live pot comedy podcast and when we do our live podcast, we like to come up with different segments as opposed to just improvisational conversation. Yeah. And uh, we came up with this prank idea on our friend where we always made fun of this fictional grandmother that we that, he, that we said he had, you know, just in conversation. So what we did was we made uh, <laughs> fake funeral invitations for his grandmother and we sent them out to 100 random creep people across the United States of America with all like really like funny <laughs> messages to uh, inspire them. Um, like one of them said, like, you know, the, the woman, the woman that supposedly died, the fictional woman, her name was Noni Maxud. And uh, he wrote to someone, hey, uh, people are saying Noni's death is a suicide. And that's what you better fucking say, too. And uh, we put an email address on the postcards <laughs> the invitation for people to write back. So the live segment was going to be we pull our friend up on stage. We reveal these funeral invitations. We read all the funny ones that we sent out and we read some of the, the people that wrote back in how we kind of, kind of continued to mess with them a little bit. And I was doing this prank and I was like, oh, maybe, maybe the Tell Them Steve Dave guys would like this prank. And I sent one over to the, you know, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash in Jersey, New Jersey, where Tell Them Steve Dave records. And um, I got an email back from Walt and he's like, first of all, genius prank. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> so what's going on with all the footage? And I was like, well, I'm waiting for Declan. Uh, to send me the audio and he's like let me get on that and they got me the audio and i took it and i for the first time ever you know um i did this two hour live edit you know that i that i directed and shot and we put out a blu-ray and it's the second movie i ever directed i directed a documentary about my band that was like a full-length movie that we sent out to festivals and it won a festival for best comedy awesome awesome directed was which is a blu-ray you can buy from Tell Them Steve Dave. Um, but uh, had me do that. And Walt was like, and Walt was really, really happy with, uh, with my work on it. He was like, Hey, we're going to shoot mm-hmm. something else. We're going to shoot this game show in the store. Um, 
And uh, I was wondering if you wanted to, to edit it. And I'm like, sure. And so they shot the game show uh, and they sent me all the stuff and I edited it over a long period of time because it was a really, really, like really serious shoot because it was, it, it was you know, it was the documentary crew that shot content then for AMC. That's, oh, okay. that's, the, that's what I was working on. That kind of, that level of like footage and audio and everything. Um, and, and I, you know, I gotta be like, I gotta, I want to put this into perspective. Like everything I've ever done for film work has been for myself, run by myself, conceptualized by myself, directed by myself, written by me and my buddies and filmed by me and my friends. And so all of a sudden I'm kind of being thrust into this world of, uh, very professional, uh, filmmaking. And, yeah. um, I really wanted to, to impress the guys. I really wanted them to have a good project and have a good impression of me. And I really wanted to do good work. And so I spent a ton of time on it. And, uh, Walt is, Walt basically was is my main contact. That's the person I talked to mm-hmm. the most. And he loved all the stuff that we did. And he's like, Oh, I had this other idea for this fake movie trailer, uh, for the character Baron Von Flanagan. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, but I ran up, we ran out of money for this project. And I was like, I'll come to New Jersey and I'll film it. I'm like, we'll just figure it out. He's like, you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And so I went to the stash. And um, it's funny because, you know, I'm a fan of these guys for a long time. But I went there, met all the guys, and uh, we shot um, one day. And we shot all this stuff for this fake trailer, Baron Von, you know, screen, it's called Scream Baron Scream. And it's about Baron Von Flanagan. Yeah. And, he, and Walt's idea was he had this 1950s monster movie. Um, and he wanted me to take all these clips from it and use them and kind of integrate this new footage we put into it. Like it was all filmed together and it came out really good. And it, you know, it kind of, I feel like elephants in the room is awesome. That's the name of the game show. We released that as a Blu-ray as well. Um, and, uh, but I feel like uh scream bear and scream, the little five minute trailer that we did, like really stole the show and, and Walt really loved it. And everyone was really happy with it. And um, unbeknownst to me, uh, earlier this summer, Comic Book Men was not getting picked up again for by AMC, and I think that started this idea that tell him Steve, tell him Steve Dave was going to do a Patreon account. And if yes. you know, for people who don't know what a Patreon account is, it's basically any creator, be it filmmaker, podcast, or whatever, can have this. You can go to Patreon and say, "Hey, I'm going to do you know an extra podcast every week for anyone who signs up at a ten dollar level um, for my Patreon, where you pay me ten dollars a month, you get all my podcasts." And for people at a fifteen dollar a month, can do this, and people at the, and so they did that to do new film projects, to do new podcast projects, and they asked me if I wanted to do all the video stuff for it. Um, after I had done these couple projects, and so that started in July, and uh, it's basically like my main job now is just working on this, this, these projects with the guys all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, it's crazy. That it's is, really crazy. That, I went on Tell Him Steve Dave. I'm on episode, I don't know what episode number it is. I, I'd be lying if I said one right now. Um, but I went on the Tell Him Steve Dave and kind of talked a little bit. It's funny, we've never, on the show, we've never talked about uh, kind of the genesis of me working with them. But um, yeah, I went on earlier this summer and, and uh, we also kind of have been doing, yeah, that's right. I went on because Quinn was doing the Impractical Jokers movie. So they were looking to have like different people that are involved. In the yeah. Show. Come on. That's right. That's right. I remember now. I, I, you know, I remember that episode now, like, now, like, as you're saying this, I, re- I remember your voice. Mm-hmm. I told, <laughs> I told my, my, my story where I got arrested for my public enema. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That was my first movie. I, 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 we filmed that enema for my first movie. I still, I have it. Oh I'm happy God. to send you the DVD. 
Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't. Now, oh God. Now I'm getting st- like, I'm getting uh star flustered here. <laughs> oh, man, that's uh, it's, uh, and you know what? It's, it's because right. Like I listen to all my podcasts on one and a half times speed. Cause I listen to a lot of podcasts. Wow, so, I, I mean, I, I so, see that setting in apps and I'm like, who is the monster that needs to listen to podcasts <laughs> at 150% of the speed? It's like you're, it's no, like you're skipping the enjoyment just to get the, the, the information of whatever it's going to, uh, you know? But see, here's the thing. Like, to me, that's normal now. Yeah. So, like... I, and I, I have, you know, I, I'm real tight with a lot of Philly podcasters and I listen to, to a good amount of Philly podcasting yeah. shows. So, so I'll listen to the shows and often like with like around the same time, I'll talk to them in real life and I'll, and, and it's, it's weird because I'm so used to their normal voice to me being <laughs> 1.5 times really the normal funny. speed. So like, really so, but it, it is now, now two times, like anyone that listens to a podcast at two times the speed, you're, they're not actually listening to like, yeah. you can't understand it. Like that's your monster yeah, if you yeah. listen to it two times. 1.5, you get use. in fact, when I listen, I'll every now and then go back and like listen to an episode of something and put it on one time speed and it just sounds like it's slowed down yeah. and it sounds like it, i can't explain it yeah. sounds like everyone's really, drunk really doing a podcast like that's how slow it's so like i i have re- kind of ruined the ability to listen to a podcast really at a normal speed uh but but yeah. i can't go to two times yeah. i uh that that is too quick what 1.5 i recommend it i you know you recommend house <laughs> fires i recommend 1.5 uh Oh my God. Uh, I, I can't like, that is like such an awesome, I I don't know necessarily if it's a dream come true, but it's like such an awesome, like unexpected dream job to, to kind of land. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little, it's a little scary because, um, it's weird because I told this story in so many weird segments, but really like my, my deal overall is like, I started the band in 2004 I went to school for film, not because I thought it was going to lead to like. All right. Thank you, Chuck, for being on the show. Apologies for all the delays in getting this out. The The most recent delays was trying to figure out how to get the rest of um, Chuck's audio in and whatnot. I also want to apologize for the sound quality that may be happening in this uh, pre-intro and uh well, I guess it's post-intro, post-outro that we record here. Uh, I left my XLR mics uh, in all my containers for the festival um, that we cleaned up. Uh, so I have my Zoom with me, and I have to use um, the attachment, uh, the the MS attachment, I believe it's called, for... Uh, for recording instead of a traditional XLR microphone. And I don't even have my headphones to really kind of monitor the levels here. Um, so uh, I apologize for that. Um, and if you did come out to the festival, we're going to get more into the festival in a different show uh, in a couple weeks here, probably at the end of the month uh, of February here. But uh, thank you. If you came out to the festival, thank you for supporting uh, the festival. If you came out to see Everything is Awesome live, thank you for coming out and supporting that. If you donated to the Headstrong Foundation, whether it was through our uh, URL or was it through them directly, however you did it, thank you so much at the festival. Uh, not only did we raise more 
cash in hand at this year's festival than any other festival prior. Uh, we met and exceeded our $500 goal. We raised $781 for the Headstrong Festival. Uh, and because we beat that $500 goal before the actual start of the festival, we're in the process of planning our March live event, which is going to be, um, I don't, I keep calling it hack, but I don't know if I'm necessarily hacking. I'm just writing another module uh, for Jeff Stormer's Mission Accomplished uh, game. It's going to be a holiday-themed module. Um, and I, I'm hacking, I guess, some verbiage, but the mechanics are more or less going to be the same, I think. Um, but, uh, so stay tuned for more details and that and whatnot. Um, other things that have, uh, that we're changing that we're going to be announcing is, um, our Patreon, um, where I, I said that we were going to make some changes and, uh, because we made changes to the way that I operate the podcast network here where I'm not really going to be doing much editing anymore, um, uh, at least for free, uh, we are still publishing things for free. Of course, that's the point of the po- the podcast network. If I if I can offer a platform for someone's voice, um, great, I will do that. Uh, we just need edited files, uh, and that's how the the network will continue uh, to grow in the future here. And we're going to get back to growing the network this year. Um, but the first thing we need to do is uh, kind of reshape um, the, the how I branding really and, and how we brand everything is awesome and that's entertainment and whatnot and um you know g- going into 12 years of podcasting now um it's always i've always tried to brand the individual things and and, and market these individual things which is important I, and i, I want to do that but i think the best way for me to do that um is as kevin gallagher you know so um we're going to be shifting our our um patreon around it's only going to affect one person right now but i hope it brings more people in because we're going to be doing things more um, at, based off me as an entertainer, a performer, and a content creator, um, which which doesn't mean which means I think it's going to give more content to you guys because I no longer have to wait for other people to get me things or 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 edit those things. I get to share things that are or that are me and and my stuff, and I have all the control in the world of that. Um, so we'll, I want to announce that um, a little bit more formally uh, during our uh, live episode um, uh, in the in the mid roll for that, or in the in the pre intro, or the post outro, or whatever. Um, we're going to uh, that's where we're going to explore that stuff. Uh, but just be on the lookout for um, an update for our Patreon and thing, and, and 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 other ways to support me, which in turn supports this show and supports the greater. Um, thing that we're trying to do, which is is just get unique content out there that that I do and and whatnot. Um, so uh, again, make sure you check out uh, Chuck Staten on. Uh, you know, you can hear him on on Tell Him Steve Dave quite frequently. Uh, you can go to at Discount Chuck on uh, Twitter. You can go to ChuckandBradPodcast.com, uh, and that's his central hub to get everything that he's working on, including his band, at, uh, Senior Discount, um, and everything else that he does. Uh, so check that out, ChuckandBradPodcast.com, at Discount Chuck uh, on the Twitter. Um, I don't necessarily have a call of action this week, so when you get to that portion of the show, you're just going to hear the generic um, you know, message about content using fivecalls.org to, to contact your representatives. Um, go download the app. You'll see, you know, issues that might 
be important to you. And, and that's how you can get involved with your community and making sure uh, you have a say in how um, your community is run or even this country is run and whatnot. Uh, make sure you find this podcast on Twitter at uh, Real Awesome Pod. It's at Real Awesome Pod on Facebook.com as well. Uh, on Instagram, we're at Awesome Podcast. I want to try to get more involved with that as well. You can follow me on Twitter at That Nerdy Kev. That's where I do most of my talking about everything I do, including everything is awesome. So make sure you follow me there uh, if you want to get involved uh, with the community more. Um, stay tuned for more details about we're launching a Discord server uh, that's going to help grow our community in a more intimate way, I think. Uh, that's going to launch along with our new Patreon that we're going to be kicking off, um, as well as other great ways that you can help support me, which in turn supports everything else that I work on. Um, I'm not going to keep you here much longer, but stay tuned. Um, on Wednesday afternoon, we'll be dropping episodes 150, baby. That's right, 150 and actually 151. We are going to launch because they go hand in hand. Uh, 150 is where we sit. I sit down at PAX Unplugged and play Starcrossed with Ben from Pot of Love and the All Ports Open Podcast Network here in Philadelphia. Uh, it's a great, great game that we play of the Starcross game that was designed and created by one Alex Roberts, who I sat down and interviewed for episode 151. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be dropping later this week. Uh, and then episode 152, um, if not 153, but at least 152 will drop on Friday. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to the show. Uh, you can do anything with your time and you're choosing to spend it with me uh, and my guest this week. So thank you so, so much. Um, and stay tuned uh, for on my Twitter at that nerdy Kev for whatever, whatever else we're dropping this week to help us get the network caught up, including uh, the After Party One podcast, uh, the ladies who rants, uh, bullies keep out, victims and villains. And the Zomcast on top of everything is awesome. Uh, but until next time, guys, we'll, we'll catch you right here uh, on all the things that we do on awesomepodcast.com and thatentertains.com slash network. We like to end everything is awesome with a call to action. Super friends, there are a lot of terrible things happening right now. It can feel like you can't do anything to help, but you can. It takes people like us to make a difference. One of the easiest and most effective ways to action is to call your representatives about issues that are important to you. When I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you'll find issue summaries for issues that are important to you, contact information for your representatives, and a script to read while you're on the phone to make sure your message gets across. Calling is quick easy, and is one of the most effective ways to have your voice heard. Thank you to all of our supporters on Patreon.com slash That Entertains. Without their support, we wouldn't be able to bring this episode to you. If you want to support us in a non-monetary way, word-of-mouth recommendations and five-star rating reviews on iTunes are the best way to spread the good word of awesome. You can find us on Facebook.com and Twitter, at Real Awesome Pod, or at Awesome Podcast on Instagram. And we're available on AwesomePodcast.com and ThatEntertains.com slash network. Get news about everything is awesome from our website, social media accounts, and also on my personal Twitter, at ThatNerdyKev. If you're interested in ad rates, live appearances, help with your podcast, or have a question or comment, email us at awesome at CrudeHumorStudios.com. Everything is Awesome is a production of That's Entertainment Podcast Network in association with Crude Humor Studios. Crude Humor Studios is a Philadelphia-based production company specializing in audio, video, and live performances. You can find more info at CrudeHumorStudios.com. Thanks for listening, super friends. We've been awesome! That's Entertainment Podcast Network. Entertainment and culture. Artist-owned, fan-supported.